Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast for Lions Life Coaching. This episode is called The Power of Perspective. Uh, we're going to be talking with Ashley about navigating new chapters of our life. So welcome back, or if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the Lions Life Coaching Podcast. Here we roar with passion, purpose, and perseverance. <clears throat> I'm Cody, and I will be guiding you on our, your life-transforming journey. Yes, I decided to keep that from last week. I think we're going to have it every week until somebody asks politely to firmly stop. Uh, I am going to find and then add the phone number to dial in like we did last week when I find it. I repeated myself, but that's okay. Okay, so... I guess we're not doing that this week. Uh, You couldn't find it? uh, No, I couldn't. Uh, I, I needed to do it before we started, I think. Maybe not. But either way now, I don't think I can. So, boo. Oh, well. That's okay. We'll do it again next week. Anyways, so, yeah. Uh, Before we dive in, though, let's begin with our Lion's Roar segment, where we highlight an inspiring story or quote, and this will be given to us by Ashley. Hi, everyone. Um, So, our story, I actually heard this one the other day. Unfortunately, the name is not available of the woman, um, but she was driving down the road when she saw a child uh, dart into the street and the child was oblivious to the oncoming traffic. Um, And so the woman swerved her car to avoid hitting the kid, but she ended up losing control of her car and crashed it into a tree. She was badly injured, but despite her injuries, she managed to get out of the car and crawl to the child and carried him to safety. Child wasn't harmed, but the woman was taken to the hospital for treatment. I think that's a very deep. Hmm. Well, huh. I guess that is, that's, I don't know, heartwarming or motivational. I don't know where that fits in. Um, I think it fits in as both. It's heartwarming that she risked her life for somebody that she didn't even know. A lot of people don't do that nowadays. They'll just video it. And Fair. Okay. All right. Uh, sorry. I was, I won't lie. I was half paying attention and trying to find the, the, uh, our, our phone number to call You're in. Fine. So yes. Well, <clears throat> anyways, Okay, well, well, okay. I guess we're not, yeah, so I'm giving up on that for this week. So my apologies, folks. All right. Sorry, if anything, just leave like any comments you have, uh, well, in the comments. um, And we'll try to answer them next time or during if he. I mean, we can see you on Facebook. We do have, if, if you leave a comment, uh, we 
I mean, we'll see it. I have, I literally have it up right here. I could show you. Well, yeah, I got a new tripod, so I will. What? There's <laughs> Ashley. Okay. So yeah, if uh, you want to hit us with something, just let us know physically or with a comment either way. Uh, we, yeah, love to hear from you. So yeah. Uh, we've also decided to get with it uh, with our the, the titles of our segments. So this one is called uh, Pause and Reflect, as in like Alliance Paw. So that's hilarious. Laugh at it, damn it. This segment is going to focus on personal anecdotes and reflections. We're going to dive deep into past experiences and learnings uh, with Ashley. So Ashley interviewed me. The time before last so we're going to review ashley we're going to turn over rocks and find out things that make her self-conscious or won't we probably <laughs> not because that would be kind of kind of rude so uh, anyways i am going to ask you a question so so uh ashley can you share for us a pivotal moment in your life when you truly felt the need for a new beginning um okay so it wasn't too long ago that unfortunately I ended up losing my place of living, uh, my apartment that I was renting with my boyfriend at the time. And we went into living in hotel rooms, which wasn't the first time we had been there. Um, constant worrying about whether or not we're going to have $600 to pay for another week at a hotel room. Um, only one of us was working. Um, <laughs> unfortunately at the time and there wasn't really much income to balance out everything else that we needed on top of living costs uh ended up getting our car stolen it was just a lot and it was one of those moments where i'm just like how did i end up here how did i get to this point in my life where i have literally nothing and everything is just going to crap around me. And I stopped and reflected and I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. I don't wanna be this person. I don't wanna live like this. I wanna change. And I don't wanna ever put myself in a situation similar to this ever again. Hmm. But, okay. And now I'm, I've known Ashley for a long time for, for our viewers. Uh, Ashley's not the type of person to make stupid choices regularly or get herself into situations on purpose or she she's pretty she <clears throat> actually had, had a fairly rough life if you don't mind my saying uh you know she she's dealt with circumstances before uh, i guess that's that's the best way of putting it um but yeah so so uh would would you mind telling us how you wound up in those circumstances that one time um okay so well that's a long story okay so originally i had been living with my um adopt or my bio family i'm sorry i'm adopted um and i moved to new jersey from florida to be with them um it was a very toxic uh household and i got 
mentally and emotionally abused a lot from them and just made to feel like I wasn't supposed to be there and I didn't fit in. And it kept on pushing it and pushing it until I couldn't take it anymore and I wanted to escape. And then I met my boyfriend at the time. Um, and I kind of, we kind of escaped from our bad situations together and leapt into a, a worse situation, which we shouldn't have been in. But um, we ended up um, making plans to move in to an apartment together. We ended up getting scammed out of almost $2,000 uh, because of that situation. Um, and I wasn't allowed to be in charge of everything, anything, because I was told that I didn't know what I was talking about, didn't know what I was doing. So I just let him handle everything, wrong choice. But um, I did. And unfortunately, it led to us being hacked and you know money stolen from um and then we had to stay in hotels for a long time because of that um I had two thousand dollars save in my savings account we could have used to get ourselves a place to as a backup plan and unfortunately he had used that already to make payments for his other gaming things or things that he wanted to buy and uh, so it kind of just like all my money's gone now. All my stuff is gone. I don't really have a choice here but to go into a hotel room. And we had our car packed full of different items, not even all of our stuff. It was just stuff that we brought originally um, to the new house. Um, and then it just kind of hit rock bottom more and more from there, kept on having situations where I lost my job because of COVID. So then he was working and I was trying to get over COVID and then get into a new job. Like I, I was really bad when I got sick. Um, and then once I got back into working, <laughs> it was him not having a job. So then it was all on me. And then it, it was just like a back and forth. It was either on one of us or on both of us. And it was very frustrating. Um, and then I want to say maybe four months ago, we had found a place finally and we moved in there, um, got ourselves out of that situation because we were able to save up some money um, and ended up living there for a while. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I ended up being the only one working again, and he was out because of an injury, and we ended up losing our car, so I wasn't able to drive anywhere to go to work, so I had to lose that job and start a remote job to make money, and I was the only one still working, even though he could have done that. And it was just a lot. It was a lot. Um, after that happened, it was always a, you know, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. If I give a suggestion or an opinion or what we could do to solve our problems, it, it was just a fight, a battle, and just an if, abusive thing. If you, if you don't mind 
Do you, do you mind that I ask you questions about that? Go ahead. Okay. So, and, and I don't want to, I, I do not want a lot of times when people ask the following question, it's typically with a different tone, but they're kind of more asking you to justify what you're saying or justify, I, I, I guess trying, trying to make somebody out to be dishonest or trying to justify their own actions and pretend like it wasn't that bad. Uh, my mom was particularly bad at it, but can you, could you give us like some, some for instances as to, to what types of, I mean, in being invalidated when you're not, you know, if you're, if you're just spouting nonsense or being crazy or trying to gaslight somebody or get in an argument, I mean, I mean the, the best thing the other party can do is invalidate you, yeah. but if you're just trying to help or to give a suggestion or, I mean, Christ be you know, 50% of the relationship, you know, and, and do ad, advocate for a path forward. Like that's, you know, that there's no reason to invalidate that, but just so our, our viewers are better equipped because lots of people don't know. A lot of people haven't dealt with abuse or worse yet. They don't think they've dealt with abuse and they think life is hopeless. Life is meaningless. Life is terrible. And then they go through one particular breakup and they're like, you know what? I'm no matter what this time, I'm going to stay alone for a while until I get my shit together. I don't know what that shit is, but I'm going to stay by myself until I figure it out. And then they do. And it starts, wait, I feel better. Why do I feel so much better alone? And then they think about it and they haven't been alone. They've been in serial dating from one relationship to the next. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm talking about myself here, not, not you. I, I don't. No, I've, I've, I've been there. Uh, well, yeah, but if you could give some, just a couple of things that, you know, the viewers might find meaningful or helpful or examples of, mm. if, if you don't mind, if that's not too awful to bring up. Right. Um, okay. I think. Okay, so there was a lot of um, there was a lot of times where I, I would cook something like he would ask me to make us dinner or whatever. That's fine. Um, I would cook it, and then he would tell me that I had cut something wrong. So the next time I would go to cook something, I would ask him. I'm like, is this cut how you like it because he was a chef so he knows I I don't know much about cooking I know what I've learned from watching um but he was like very angry about the fact that I was asking him how to cut he was like you're an adult you should know how to cut this uh, I shouldn't have to tell you how to cut things and I'm like I was just asking because you said that it wasn't cut how you liked the last time I made it, that's it. I just wanted to make it how you like it. And he freaked out on me, started yelling at me, um, calling me stupid, telling me how how don't I know how to cut uh, peppers up perfectly? Like I, I should know this, he shouldn't have to teach me. He feels like he's living with a child. Um, telling me that I need to learn how to do things on my own instead of asking him 
but whenever I would try to do stuff on my own without asking him for help, it was wrong. It was wrong. And I would get yelled at for doing it wrong and be called names and belittled. And it it was just a lot. Um, A lot of times people, uh, I, I, I wanted to ask specifically about this because, uh, Right, right here, folks. We we have, but both her and I have normal heterosexual relationships in the past, where a lot of the types of abuse had overlapped. So there was lots of things my ex wife did, and lots of things her ex boyfriend did uh, that were very similar uh, the way they behave, and and both of them have kind of like, I mean. I, I, I'm going to completely botch this, but just to give you an illustration, because I don't actually know what the the real issue is between them. They both have kind of like a mental Napoleon complex. Like neither one of them are really good for anything. They're both constantly unemployed. Uh, neither one of them work ever at the, since I've known either one of them uh, for more than, you know, let, like, Actually, it said a short length of time, um, but they they kind of belittle everyone around them because they're incapable of justifying their own existence. They're they're useless as a fact. Like I I I mean it's it's pretty. I I, I realize saying out loud that a person is useless or that that might come across as harsh. Hashtag brutal wisdom at brutal wisdom get your merch we're getting merch this week next week we're getting merch but if you can't justify your existence if you're a good for nothing person you don't serve a function in society and i don't mean an otherwise productive member of society that was in an accident i mean you choose to be a useless sack of shit uh honestly like those and and those people that also make other people feel bad because they themselves are useless honestly go ahead and either just walk straight out into the wilderness and leave normal people alone and everybody that functions in society or, or just do away with yourself. Nobody needs you. you. You couldn't be doing more damage than interacting with other people. Fix your shit. It's that simple. Or, or get the hell away from everybody. Like you're, you're literally just making the world a worse place. But anyways. it was a yeah, it was a lot of um, stuff. Like it was, it nothing was ever good enough. It's always complaints about every little thing. I I could do everything perfectly one day, and it would still not be enough. And to his satisfa- satisfaction, um, he would he didn't like my personality, so he would always try to stop me from doing certain things that make me me. Like I'm a nice person. I like being nice to people. I like having conversations with people and I'm he, a f- he back to a, a previous time where you and I discussed off offline, of course, but um, actually has, and, and I'm not going to say, I'm not trying to call you out here. So my apologies. Actually <laughs> had a bit of a problem standing up to people. Yes. Um, I, I'm not going to point names and name fingers, but people would walk all over Ashley because she would let them and Ashley had been through a lot as I'd already kind of mentioned uh not trying to put your business out there that's why I'm not getting specific for parts of this but 
Ashley had a lot of family issues growing up uh, and she had to deal with that and other family members would kind of act like they were helping and they were not helping. That's all I'm saying, but I'm not going any further. Um, but especially with your family, and I, I dealt with this for a long time as well. That's that's the only reason I bring it up is to hopefully not put your business out there, but have perspective on it. Uh, when your family is telling you, you know, don't let other people except for me walk on you. Uh, that's same, same as my ex-wife, same as her ex-boyfriend. And that's why I was like, no, 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 we're actually, we're starting a new chapter. You're not letting people treat you like this anymore. And I, yeah. I, I had to learn to stand up for myself. Uh, that was a, that was a big thing. That was a big turning point. You know, you shouldn't have to be an adult learning how to stand up for yourself. That's something your parents are supposed to teach you. Well, that's not what happens sometimes. <clears throat> but he, he would also go and my ex-wife did the same thing, but essentially like you shouldn't let so-and-so walk all over you, but it's okay when I do it, or at least say that with that, with their actions. Yeah. yeah. Well, he actually said, um, word for word, he, I had defended myself against him and he was like, oh, look at you finally learning how to stick up for yourself, but it's with me and the wrong person. Why couldn't you do that with your family? And I'm just looking at him like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh, goodness. I stand by this until I die, but home is supposed to be the place where you can come down and let your guard down. And you're supposed to be able to talk freely, like free speech, like, you know, I, I don't like these types of people. I don't like this happening in the world. I don't think so-and-so is doing the right thing that's in office. You're supposed to be able to come home and say those things, not have to fight a different set of battles. Uh, uh, again, if you're, and, and a lot of people like, and normally especially concerning mental issues i'd like to just kind of split a hair right here a lot of people don't know that they're causing other people problems like this uh, but for this time i say boohoo like <laughs> there's a reason that they're so stressed out all the time there's a reason that they're frustrated there's a reason that nothing ever works out for them and it's because tons of stuff works out for them they just don't see it like that because they don't want to because then the world's not a cruel and unjust place oh yeah Definitely. I, I agree with that because, well, I mean, um, so I'm currently uh, living with Cody um, because he's helping me. He helped me out of my old situation of living in hotel rooms. And Is that my wall? That's a really nice wall you got there. Um, but he allowed me and my toxic ex in and it still was not good enough for my ex like you don't have to pay any rent until we get jobs you don't have to worry about a roof being over your head or you know what how you're going to pay the next hotel week that you're going to stay there or food or anything like we're not doing any of that. All we're doing is trying to find jobs and living here and helping him around the house. And it was still was not good enough. It, it was always just something to complain about. He complained about the fact that, um, the fact that I was helping around the house and cooking and cleaning up and saying, 
oh, you, you're doing all that for him, da, 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 and like talking crap on me about it. And I'm just like, he's letting us stay here and we're not paying any rent. You're going to just continue around the house cooking and not clean up after yourself or clean up after anybody else. You make a mess. Like, and, and I'm not, <clears throat> so if I let people, one, I don't make the decision of people living with me lightly. Like I'm 30, I'm an adult. I have a, I have a kid. Like I'm not, I, I weigh that decision very carefully because it's not like I have, I need, I want fewer friends. And that's typically what happens when people move in with you as an adult, you wind up hating them. So not, I'm not saying that's happened. I'm not saying that's happened. Um, with us, I'm, I'm just saying like, I, I leave people to their space because for the most part, if I'm going to let somebody in, like move in with me at this point of the game, they should be able to take care of themselves. Like they're, they're like grown ass men and women. Well, uh, no, he'd essentially just leave his room like once a day to like make a giant mess in the kitchen and then go back into the bedroom. And then he would go to work. Like he worked like four days, I guess, until he had enough money for a bus ticket home. And then just kind of like BS him about like, whether about his living situation about staying here or not and then he just dipped and and stole and stole shit on the way out <laughs> like come on man like uh, sorry that that was I, I was bitter and needed to get that off my chest i'm good now it's okay right. we let's move on. Uh, unless you have something else i we, we have um hella questions. i mean about my feelings and uh what I was thinking, how I was feeling, anytime that I would bring up that he was hurting me or um, that I was unhappy or any, anything at all in general of how I'm feeling, but regardless of whether it's on him or if it's just about the world or about what's going on, he would tell me that I, I was thinking wrong. I'm feeling the wrong thing. This is what I'm really thinking. And this is what I'm really feeling, but I didn't say that. And I'm just looking at him like, if I felt a certain way, I would say it. I, I know how I feel. Um, and whenever I would talk about him hurting me emotionally, whatever way, he would just tell me that I'm too sensitive. If he would make me cry, I'm too sensitive. I, I need to work on myself because I'm too sensitive of a person and he can't even talk to me and have a conversation with me. And I'm like, it's not talking when you talk to me you insult me, you belittle me, you don't talk, you don't have a conversation. That's the difference. Like it hurts when somebody sits there and tells you you're not good enough or you're trash or you're stupid or you're, and just names you a bunch of different horrible names. It's not nice. Yeah. People shouldn't have to put up with that. Honestly, by this stage of the game. So actually I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'm gonna go here. Uh, with the amount of information that's available on the internet, uh, if you're fighting with your partner, get rid of them. You don't need them. Okay. There are things worth fighting for in a relationship. Uh, uh, whether or not your kid's going to go to church when they're old enough to tell you they don't want to go to church or they want to go to you know an islamic church and you're you know a southern baptist and 
you know, like, or, you know, how, whether we should have a schedule for having sex or, you know, there are some major points of life that need to be hashed the hell out. And I mean, like, I, I don't like to say fighting. I think fighting is the wrong word here. Uh, I, I get a lot of information from Jordan B. Peterson, and he he states that there are many things in a relationship that are worth fighting for and fighting over. Uh, and you And your relationship will be stronger for it. I agree with that part. I don't agree that as grown ass men and women, we should be fighting over jack shit, like in a house. Like life is far too frustrating as it stands. Like you you and your your significant other are never gonna be on the same page about everything all the time. Your how you raise the kids, whether or not they're going to private school, whether to homeschool them, whether <clears throat> one of you should quit smoking, whether both of you should quit smoking. What I mean, there are many, many, many things to argue about. Life is hard, okay? Like, help each other out. Like, be upfront with each other. Let the other one know what's up. Like, you want somebody that keeps you mentally sharp. You want somebody that, you know, kind of, like, you know, like, a, like I, I like to think of fencing is the best way, really, to describe it. But... You don't want somebody that's just going to say okay to everything, your entire relationship. You kind of want somebody to like, not bicker, but like some banter, like, you know, take shots at each other. Like, but again, like, there's no reason to argue with people. There's no reason to fight with them. Like, both state your intentions and then work on finding a common ground. If it's about a frustrating topic, tell them you need a minute. Come back to it. Walk away, you know? yeah. And then, like, you know, if you come back to it in however long or, you know, best idea, say, like, I'm not, I can't talk to this, talk about this right now. Give them a day or three. Okay. I think therapists recommend a full, like, three, up to three days to talk about it. So, uh, any more than that, I, I've learned that's a, actually, there, there's a threshold here that is like normal human behavior versus abusive behavior if your significant other is giving you like the silent treatment for any length of time over you know three days and i mean you should not be silent towards this other person i call it tabling an argument like okay you know what and and i'll do it i it's it's not a mental fortitude it's a i have spent my mental energy on work for the week or the day and i did that all today <laughs> I do not have time to argue about it. You know what? It's fine if we don't have sex. I don't give a crap. I'm going to sleep. I'm tired. You know, that, that argument's table. Okay, we'll figure it out another time. Abusive folks will hit you with the silent treatment or something over three days. I don't know why it's three days uh, for, for the other side of it, the abusive side. Uh, I think they're hoping you like forget. Like, or, you know, you just want to reconcile so bad that you're willing to overlook the fact that they smacked you in the face or some shit. They're um, hoping that it just, they're hoping that if they act like everything's fine and like nothing happened, then you will too, so that they can go back to being normal again. Um, some people apologize. I've had um, an abusive relationship where I got apologized to a lot, not this past one, but one before that. Um, 
anytime that he would hit me, he would come back later with an apology and with like a gift and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's just a way to like pretend like, oh, it's your fault that I, this happened, but I'm willing to look past it for you and be the bigger person. And it's like, no, you're not. You're the reason that it started. You're the asshole. Yeah. Like you're the one that sat there and told me to shut up because I was so annoying. And <laughs> all I was trying to do was ask you if you wanted some food. <laughs> and then you got mad that I didn't, that you, that you didn't get any food. So you hit me. Lydic, uh, Par Parker J. Lydic stated uh, moments ago, he, he asked if, uh, is this Zoom therapy? I said, <laughs> I, I said something effective. Hell yeah, you want to know on this. <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, good to, good to chat with you, Parker. I, I hope you're well. Uh, but yes. Also, physical abuse is not okay in a relationship. And I, this is, and okay, obviously for the women, you know you have options and shelters and take your kids and stash your money and okay. All right, for the men out there, call the fucking cops on that piece of shit. Don't deal with it anymore. You don't have to deal with it any more than, you know, the woman does. Because at the drop of a hat, when you do defend yourself, she's going to call the cops on you. Because she's spineless. Because that's what abusive women are. And men, too. They're cowards. You can't figure out how you feel, so you're going to take it on somebody with your hands? Shit back. And I, and I really dislike how um, a lot of people, they don't look at it from a man's perspective. They just like, oh, females, they're the victims in every situation and it's like no that no they're not men go through I have proof stuff right too here you're all the time like i have a friend who I, I have a friend who was raped by a woman at a party like she drugged him and raped him um and this was when he was i want to say 14 and he went to a court and they would not file press uh file charges against her because oh she's a woman how how could a woman rape you and Lots of everybody would like pat him on the back and be like oh yeah good job buddy like good job for what <laughs> it's not it's not a oh yes i wanted to have sex with this woman it's a she literally drugged me and then hopped on me and raped me like like and and okay first of all uh, I'm not saying that this is always the case, never the case. I'm I'm stating that there are two sides to this. Is yeah, uh, sexual assault's a terrible thing. Like always, like that that will change a human being forever. Um, but I think the using he raped me as a weapon. That shit's almost over. I think that's been way overdone for way too long because the majority of the women that I know that I know have been assaulted because they've told me in confidence or they worded something a specific way that they would only do if, you know, they were not trying to make a big thing of in conversation. But I know how that is. 
or you know <clears throat> i i may have read between the lines but they don't really go around announcing that information whereas and and i'm not saying this is always the case you know i mean if somebody does assault you you know blow the air horn you know like sound the alarms fuck that person but uh the ones that are all like make a big thing of it or constantly bring it up are trying to convince you that it happened it's not real they're trying to get you to buy into the bullshit i don't know if if that's it if what you've experienced if that guy i i don't know it, it, because and then there's the other side of it is like like i said that changes a person that's a that's a very large event in a person's life so you know maybe it is all consuming all you know for a period that's all they talk about or you know but typically with traumatic incidences people need to talk about it a handful of times and then they start to you know get it off their chest so to speak uh and again i don't know if that that's what you'd experience but just what i've seen in my life is typically the quieter folks are the more honest ones and ones that are just kind of announce that sort of thing or you know sound the alarm just yeah unfortunately um a lot of a lot of people who have been rape victims they don't want to share that information because most most people and they should not but most people feel ashamed um when it does happen or like it's their fault or nobody's going to believe me or they just don't want to talk about it because it hurts too much um if if, whatever the case is i might interrupt here if the army's done anything right and god i i sat through a sharp brief every single week uh sexual harassment and assault reporting I, i don't remember what rp stands for but they they did like literally try and shine a spotlight on every single corner of and and it's still going to happen okay you have people in high stress situations circumstances the army has had you know and i'm not trying to put on a blast here but lots of duis we we had as i explained like drug use uh by you know the whole post got people here and there for all sorts of things that were and and this is how i viewed it from a psychological standpoint was simply you stress people out and you keep them there you crank them to a nine or a ten you leave them there consistently for months and years who cares at that point if i ruin somebody's life like it's terrible for me all the time anyways and I'm not saying that that's how I feel about it. I'm just saying that I can understand that as a thought process. But the more that the army brought it up and talked about it, the more cases it, it had kind of a spike and then it kind of came down, which is if you fix a problem like that, that, that is what the fix looks like. Um, and then they did a pretty good job. And, I, you know, I same as lots of people, you know, I crapped on lots of parts of the service while I was in it was it was a rough time and complaining is kind of one of the only forms of stressful relief that's always available 
So, um, but they did pretty well at that. And it could it be better? I, I don't know. I know there were a lot of, like I said, that spike, like they exposed a lot of it going on. And then it all kind of, I, I won't say went away, but everybody kind of stuck together a little bit more about like not letting that happen. Like, or if it did happen, somebody got it. Nobody, everybody didn't just stay hush hush anymore. And like, you know, I didn't see shit like, like, and I mean, you know, brothers in arms, you, you get shot at with these people. You're, you're really gonna not snitch on them for a lot of things, but that's not one of the things that's not, that's not snitching. That's not cool. Don't, don't be that guy. Don't do that to people. <laughs> like it's that simple. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. I think we've made it through one question. So uh, <laughs> on to the second one. Two now I understand how it feels to be you. <laughs> See, right. It, uh, okay. So what or who inspired you to embrace change and take the leap towards a fresh start? Leap like a lion. Wow. <laughs> um honestly i'm gonna have to say you i mean um after everything that you've been through you know you you don't give up you keep going you find more and more ways to better your life and better yourself and you push through all the hard crap and you don't let any of it stop you no matter what so well, my options are either the whole thing's going to be terrible or I work really hard and have a shot at everything not being terrible. It only being terrible for the first half of being alive. So I appreciate that though. I'm making a difference. Scripling for Senator. <laughs> Every new journey has its hurdles. Can you describe a challenge you faced during one of your new beginnings and how you overcame it? Um challenge um oh getting up at 3 a.m every morning that's been a, a big hurdle to get including used to. myself i'm gonna i'm gonna uh pipe ashley up here for a minute including myself ashley complains the least and also blows me off the least uh and, and when I started going to the gym, I, I, I was this way too. Uh, out of anybody that I've ever been like, hey, come on, let's go to the gym. And they didn't really go to the gym before. And then, you know, you try and get them to the gym and you get them go to the gym. And then like, you know, Friday or whatever, you know, you're kind of sore. You've been, you know, kicking ass at the gym all week and your workout buddies showing up four days and Friday morning is like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. And you're like, God. But you know, you're like, no, I gotta, I'm supposed to be the one like, you know, trying to motivate him and, and get him going. And like, Ashley complains the absolute least. I complained far more than she did when I started going to the gym. Uh, when somebody else was taking me to the gym <clears throat> would, if you're out there and you're listening, I'm sorry. I know what it's like now. Please, please make it stop. Uh, but again, Ashley's not, <laughs> not bad about it at all. Uh, she's like, might complain once or twice, but then like after that, she's just like, okay, all right. And she, she made a fascinating discovery this morning. Being at the gym and working out is not hard. It's not the hard part. Getting to the gym, going 
to the gym the the present tense of like Ugh, i don't want to go is the hard part that is yes. the mentally difficult part after you're there after your first set it's fine you're at the gym like it's fine like it's not that bad like look how good i look like, yeah every every time i'm every time i'm getting up in the morning there's like a moment where i i question i'm like do i really want to do this and i'm like girl you're at 220 on that scale you better get that ass up <laughs> like, keep going like i worked yeah. hard for that i hit i hope we have we have net totals of net total of one people's uh on right now and i'm gonna let you know i squatted 305 today 305 <laughs> and i went up on my deadlift by like 15 or 20 pounds because i got wrist scraps so <clears throat> toot my horn that's why i go to the gym so i can squat more weight next week i went up to 11 for my resistance on the bike which is the first time i did that um and was able to push it until 16.8 for the Hell speed yeah. so and my tens are usually 18 for speed which is really good not to toot my own horn there but That's the I, on the bike. I don't go that fast on the bike and i'm i can i can run pretty quick now for sergeant e i'm sorry i can run now i couldn't run then i didn't want to but uh it was early and i didn't feel like it but uh yeah, Ashley goes faster than I do on bike. She goes, she goes hard at that at that spin bike. Uh, I'm gonna go lift something heavy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, are there any specific tools, exercises, or practices you've adapted to help you navigate and thrive during periods of transition? Um, uh, putting my phone away for me to have to get up. To turn it off um, that allows it to be easier instead of me just laying there and turning it off right next to me i'm like mm. fudge i gotta get up now and go all the way across the room to get it um i'm already up so i might as well go now yep um, That's it. um oh cody has uh a little dining trip trick i guess you could call it um like <laughs> a little intermittent intermittent fasting is that what you call it um yep. so in the mornings wake up 3 a.m go to the gym come back and we don't eat until like what uh 11 to 1 it depends yeah if, it depends on our level of discipline of the day it's supposed yes. to be one but sometimes i'm hungry <laughs> yeah hungry um, so we do that um and it's it's hard it's definitely hard but when you go to eat that meal it's going to taste like the most amazing meal you've ever tasted in your life you're going to appreciate it so much that you won't even care what it is like i eat one piece of chicken that's it but it's the best piece of chicken ever okay <laughs> that's right 
my little Greek yogurt and cottage cheese at nighttime. It, delicious, delicious. And it gives you a whole new appreciation for food. Like yes, you get back. It's it's intermittent. So what we're doing is I don't know that I said it together all together. We're doing intermittent fasting, one meal a day. And Ashley's doing keto. I'm I'm not doing keto at the moment. I'm I have done keto a couple of times. Uh, I miss bread. <laughs> I, I love bread. But this is this tab. I like bread. Okay, all right. Anyway, I don't know if y'all seen Gravity Falls, but probably not. Anyways, so all right. How important is mindset when approaching new beginnings? And do you have any tips for cultivating a positive one? Um, okay. The mindset is very important. Um, you gotta have set goals for yourself, positive goals, um, and they gotta align with your values and interests. Um, also practicing self-talk, uh, positive ones. Don't let yourself go into that mind frame of, you know, oh, I'm terrible at all these things um I suck at this this and this think about all the stuff that you're good at because that's going to keep your mindset in a better place uh especially like for me I go to the gym and there are some things there are some things that I suck at more than others definitely um and I'll admit to that I need to work on a couple of things because they're not my strengths they're my weaknesses but I'm working on getting that better and to help me off balance for that, I look at all the stuff that I am doing well and I'll up it one, one time. So like the bike, I went at 11 today instead of 10. I'm really good at the bike. So instead of feeling bad about the fact that I was at a 25 pound weight for my arms <laughs> when I did something, I'm looking at the fact that I just went up an 11. That's fantastic to me. Um, things like that, um, be curious and open to new experiences. Um, there's always something that you haven't tried or that you don't know about, um, that you give a shot. Uh, for me, something that's actually helping with weight loss is, uh, the self-defense classes. We take mm. those, um, I've always wanted to do self-defense classes, but I've never, gone out of my way to find anywhere to go. Um, and now we have a place and we go every day and it's great. I absolutely love it. And it's definitely a workout. Um, keto diet, that's something new I've never tried before. And I always thought it was bad. <laughs> like I've only heard bad things, so I didn't want to give it a shot, but it's actually not as bad as everybody made it out to be. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to look into. Yeah, there's uh, actually that's a how do I even put that? The longer you do it, no, nah, I don't want to start. That. The uh, you're only going to find really helpful to okay. There, like a, a great one is uh, popular quotes. Or, or things that people have said that only make sense after you do them. Uh, for instance, people with kids and without kids will be able to attest to this statement. 
Kids are generic until you have one. They're all little spicy pooping things until you have a kid. And then the game changes. Uh, un- unless you're a terrible person. If, if you're a terrible person, then nothing changes at all. I've, I've seen it firsthand. Uh, nobody is so good that, you know, they're not almost completely selfish to themselves. Uh, and then completely non-selfish if they're, you know, a normal functioning human being after they have a kid. After they have a kid, you don't realize what being dependent on somebody is until something is 100% dependent on you, except for the four hours that it sleeps at a time occasionally. But uh, a lot of this stuff, you're going to have to start doing it. And then, like I was telling Ashley the other day, you, like I got most of the weight off. I'm not in the best shape ever, but uh, if y'all were in the last, uh, last podcast uh you all heard that the pride uh y'all heard that uh we go like twice a day we probably won't make it today because we're doing a podcast and this is our therapy so you know we're, we're just gonna have to deal with it but uh the like what else really do i have like all of the things that i really hated about myself i've pretty much fixed and the only place to really go is up but i was telling ashley like somehow some way when i'm like man there's nothing really at the gym that's like gonna get better you know watching the bar bend because you have enough because you're squatting that much weight that's a pretty good motivator you like seeing that and you want to do that again um you know just then, then by that point, like, or, you know, recently, you know, I have zero fear of trying new things at the gym. Like, oh, what's that? You know, never done that before. So I, there, there's always more cool stuff to do. It's like learning how to play an instrument. If you have experience playing an instrument, <clears throat> you remember that the first maybe up to like two years of learning how to play that instrument were not fun. It was terrible it was awful i don't want to but then when you pick it up and you're like and you can kind of play it on your own and it was what you were thinking in your head or you know you have to fumble around for a little bit but you can get there then it's fun then you're enjoying it but it took forever to get there that's why i'm a big proponent of teaching your kids a second language when they're really little or teaching your kids how to play an instrument or you know uh what's that one game where you take the knife and you go in between all your fingers teaching your kids that when they're little i'm just kidding that's not something you should teach your kids you should wait until they learn it in the military but um anyways so looking wait i've got a quote sorry yes no you're fine um so there are a couple of quotes by him that I like, but um, Michael Jordan, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost about almost 300 games, 26 times. I've been trusted to make the game winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again, again in my life. And that is why I succeed. 
That's right. I that's actually another thing we were talking Ashley and I were talking about. At some point you get so good at failing. Also, I just like to say I don't know how many games Michael Jordan has has played, but 300 doesn't seem like a lot. That that's I I assume he played many many games. So, but still, I I to his point I understand. But at some point, once you stop being afraid of failure, you fail a lot and it, it stings the whole time. But then you start getting good at stuff and you start looking and turning over rocks and shining your little flashlight on failures that you're making because you're no longer afraid to fail. You know, that's part of the process and you start to get better at failing more gracefully. And then you're always going to find little failures. There will always be things that you don't do perfectly, but you get better at it and you stop worrying about what failure looks like to other people and you respect the process and you start winning. A thousand seventy-two games, by the way. Oh, he's played a thousand seventy-two. Okay. Well, honestly, if he won twice as many as he lost, I think that would be outstanding. So that's, that's like what triple a little over triple. That's phenomenal. I I think that's a statistics phenomenal. That's not a basketball phenomenal. I don't, I don't know how many basketball games somebody's supposed to win in a, in a professional career. Um, Okay. In, uh, in retrospect, is there something you wish you knew before embarking on a significant life change? These questions. I know. Um, honestly, so it's going to be difficult. You are not going to want to do it at all sometimes. And honestly, you have a lot of debate with yourself and you go back and forth with yourself on like for me, I I love to read. Okay. I went from working an online job and then every time I was off, I would read a book. That's it. And I I could read books. I think I've read a total uh, for my max five books in a day um, on Wattpad. And uh, don't look at me like that. They're like 40 chapters. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're like 80 chapters, but uh, or more, but a lot of the time they're usually around 30 to 40 chapters. Um, but yeah, Wattpad is a great app, by the way, for readers out there. But I love reading and it was hard for me not to want to just sit down and read instead of going to the gym, instead of doing the laundry or cleaning or doing whatever I have to do uh, for my day job, all that but you have to push yourself and keep going. You can't just slip back into that mindset because if you do, you're never going to get yourself back out. You're going to slip back and slip back and you're going to keep on saying you're going to make that change, but then you're going to keep falling right back into that drop. So you need to find something, something to push yourself, something to give yourself hope and give yourself a reason to do it. I'm doing it for me because I'm tired of being the way that I am. 
I'm tired of looking like this. I'm tired of being like this. I don't want to be in the situation ever again that I was living wise. I'm ready to make that change and better myself. So I'm doing it. Um, and that's what I have to keep on reminding myself, like what my goal looks like, what my end goal looks like for myself. I want to be able to splurge on gifts for myself and my family members that I care about. Um, which there's a low amount right now. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of people got cut from the thing. Well, not unfortunately, but um, it was for the better. Um, that's another thing. Yes, that's another thing. It's unfortunately, sorry, it's unfortunate they didn't make the cut because yeah. I set boundaries that should have been there the whole time or maybe even they should have taught me to put there. Um, but then I, after you know, much life experience, figured out there's supposed to be a line here and they keep wanting to cross it. Uh, you know, hey, I'm an orphan. That's fine with me. I'm, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting places in my life I never thought I would be. Uh, I am, I've improved every area of my life because of my daughter. Um, and the fact that I don't want, you know, poisonous individuals around her, uh, you know, I learned that for myself because of her. And nobody's going to tell me that I'm using my kid as a weapon because I don't want their trash, nasty behavior around her. Uh, you know, go for, you know, you know, but yeah, you know, if they don't make the cut, that's because of their own actions, not because of inaction. Uh, they shouldn't have been abusive. Yes. Yeah. And that's another thing I, um, I wanted to add to that, that you need to, that I wish I would have known. Um, it's going to hurt badly at first, but if there are people in your life who are pushing you down, even though they see that you're trying to change for the better, um, or you're trying to do better in life and they're trying to bring you down or tell you you can't do it or have in the past done bad things to you and are continuously doing bad things to you and aren't willing to change at all, then you need to cut them out of your life. It is going to hurt. It will. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be a hard challenge to get all the negativity and all the toxicity out of your life, but it needs to be done because you're never going to be able to move forward until that's gone. It's always going to be there to bring you back into the darkness. Things on the, on the topic, I don't know if we've moved on from this or not, but things I wish I'd have known, uh, thing, had perspective on whatever before starting. Uh, oh, wait, <clears throat> did I lose it? What was your, what, what were you? Oh, oh, oh. The fear of being alone is, th this is like, God, I, I have a whiteboard here, but I'm not going to use it. I'm, I'm going to resist the, the temptation. <laughs> being afraid of being alone is the reason that only shitty people are attracted to you. Once you stop being afraid to be alone, you start finding out things about yourself and things about other people of why they treat you like crap, why you let them treat you like crap. 
and yeah, that part hurts too, because you got to do some introspection and you find out, boy, I'm not that great at so-and-so, or, you know, there's not much to you because well, you probably weren't that honest about anything, especially to yourself. But once you realize I'm okay being alone, you see trash for what it is. That's trash. You see garbage people pretending to be something they're not. And you look at them and you're like, I can see your actions and I hear your words. And those are two completely polar opposite things. So you can go fuck yourself, buddy. Uh, how have mentors, friends, or supportive community played a role in your journey of starting anew? You, we can just skip that. I, I know I'm great. Okay. It's natural to feel fear and doubt when embarking, uh, when embracing a new chapter. Can you share a time when you felt this way and how you pushed through? Oh, um, okay. Okay, so I'm going to uh, not only talk about it, but also talk about a person who added to this. Um, so there have been times where I'll go to the gym and after a workout, when I first started, uh, this is when I first started, after a workout, I'll literally be breathing so heavy and I feel like crud afterwards and I'm sweating everywhere and I'm just like, how was that hard? I barely did anything. <laughs> and I start to doubt myself on whether or not I can really do this. Um, and what my worth is, because for so long, you have that mindset of uh, the negativity for yourself. Um, and so once you first start, you're going to doubt yourself, you're going to be afraid of the changes that you're going to make in life to better yourself. Um, you're going to be afraid to speak your mind to certain people that you know you need to, but you need to just think of it as if you stay where you are, you're never going to look forward. Um, you're going to continue to let them walk all over you and hurt you and let yourself doubt yourself because you're Your never going to be, be regrets. Right. You're never going to be anything if you have the mindset that I'm a loser. Uh, like earlier the, in this week, I was talking to somebody and he was mentioning how um, he's depressed. And I was like, why? because a female that he's talking to said that she loves him, but he thinks that she's lying and is with somebody else. Now, okay, I understand that everyone's different in their ways of this, by the way. So no judgments, you know, you do what you have to, but if you come to me for advice, I'm gonna be honest about what I think. Um, but I basically told him, you know, tell her 
bring it up to her. If you think that she's seeing somebody else, even though she says she loves you, you need to get that out there, like ask. And he said he was in too much pain. He, he's afraid. Um, waiting is only going to hurt in the long run, I said. Um, and he was like, everybody was right. I am a loser. No, you having that mindset isn't helping you. If you think negatively, negatively of yourself, then that's all you're going to see and all you're going to be. <clears throat> and he tried to say that it was easy for me to say because I had someone special because he didn't know that I was single at the time. And I'm just like, it doesn't matter if I had somebody special or not. You can be with somebody and feel alone and hate yourself and have all the negative thoughts and be depressed. And you can feel the loneliest when you're having somebody right next to you in the same bed as you. I did. I had that same feeling. But it's about a state of mind. If you always think you're going to be going nowhere, then you're not going to achieve anything. Um, every day you get a little bit stronger, the more and more you do the changes for yourself. And the more you work on yourself, it's one of those things that you're going to feel inside of you as you keep going. It's going to get a little bit easier. Like it's, of course, going to the gym is going to hurt regardless. You're going to be sore all the time. I'm not going to lie to you about that. You're going to be sore no matter what you do. Um, but it gets better. You start enjoying going to the gym and like, all right, what am I going to do today to max my last workout? Um, but I think it's very, I think it's a good thing to heal your mind, body, and spirit, not just lose the weight, not just get rid of people in your life. You need to do all three or both of those and work on your spirit. Cause if you fix just one thing, what, what's that going to do for you? Well, yeah. You're going to have, a, you're going to have a nice body, but what, what's next? Are you going to move on to that next step? Or are you just going to stop there? You know, keep going. Don't stop yourself from continuing. Um, Go out and make the changes you want done with yourself. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to just give them to you. Um, also, don't let anybody push you down and tell you that you're not worth it or that you can't do it. I had my ex while he was still here. And when I started trying to lose weight, kept on telling me, you're not going to achieve anything. You're not going to amount to anything. Um, I know you're just doing it because uh, you want to showboat. And I'm like, showboat to who? I don't want to showboat anything. I'm doing this for myself. I want to do this for myself. I want to better myself. And he just kept on making digs and putting me down and um, talking about how I didn't do anything but work and read when I was at home. So what's the difference now? And I'm like, because I told myself when I got here, there was going to be a change and I'm not letting myself fall back into that. There you go. I'm never going to allow fear hold me back from living my life. And I, I, I just, I think that that's the rule everyone should follow. 
Don't let fear control you. Oh yeah. Topic, but so. No, that is the topic. It's There's another question on how great I am. I'm gonna skip it because I'm ridiculous. Don't do that. How do you set meaningful and achievable goals during a new phase in life? Any advice for our listeners? Um, did, you put this here? did you put these in the show notes? Oh, <laughs> you did. Probably a wise decision. Yeah. Um, Think about the results you want to see um, before making a goal. Uh, take a closer look at what you're trying to achieve and ask yourself the following questions. Is this goal something you truly want? Does it align with your values and other goals? And is it important enough to pour hours of time and effort into it? Hmm. Now, if you're not willing to put the time in, it may not be worth pursuing. Okay, that's... That's definitely true. I would like to state that, and maybe this is the wrong answer, but on the road to my current list of goals, which I have here, and I've made a habit of starting writing these every day, and I, I used other numbers that, or other goals that other people had had, because those sound good, and I don't have any goals. That's okay to do for a little while, okay? Don't beat yourself up. But like the physique competition thing, okay? I had to lose and gain 50 pounds back to get where I'm at now. I had to lose 50 pounds and then I had to gain 50 pounds of muscle. Uh, and it wasn't all muscle. Uh, I'm currently cutting but I'm about 10 pounds down, but now we're about mostly muscle. Uh, but it might sound like an obnoxious goal, but I was like, man, I want to go to the, you know, physique competitions and be like one of those like crazy gross and spray tanned on guys with the chiseled muscles that are about to pass out because they ain't drank any water all day and like, and I, that one's actually stuck. I'm I, I'm actually doing that because that's one goal that I kind of at the time borrowed. And for a while there, I was like, oh, do I want to get that serious about it? And now I do. But for a while there, I was like, I don't really. And that did stick. But, you know, you need a place to start. So if you have one goal, then do that every day. You know, do a... Uh, like, I, I say, get your sleep straight, pick a goal, start going to the gym, and and work on those things for three months, and then reassess. And then, you know, like, just, you're, it, I, I can't even tell you how many times you're going to rethink something and you're going to want something else. You're going to want to do something else. You're going to want to change something about your plan. Okay. I, if I were to give my one, my, my daughter, one piece of contradictory advice that is 100% accurate and the absolute right way to live. It's always stick to the plan constantly 
look at your plan and revise your plan and check your plan and make sure that your plan is right and you know heed the plan pay attention to the plan but always stick to the plan uh, i would be in a totally different place in my life now and maybe you know i would not uh, have, have gone to the extremes that I had gone and I might not be on the journey that I'm at now, uh, but I definitely wouldn't be experiencing the success that I'm experiencing now if, uh, if, if I, you know, stuck to my original plan, but I certainly wouldn't have experienced anywhere near the heartache either. So there's that, but yeah. Anyways. Um, Let's see. Okay. Oh, I'm going to. Okay. Well, that's fine. As we discuss the theme of starting anew for the fourth time this month, what's a message or insight you'd love our listeners to take away from your experiences? Uh, don't be mean. <laughs> um, don't I think mean. I pretty much. <laughs> I think I pretty much name just about everything um don't be afraid to move forward uh you mentioned don't be afraid to move uh to be alone uh that's something that you have to work on yourself with definitely um just keep pushing don't give up because the end goal that you get to is it's going to be worth it in the end what is what is the Brutal wisdom, one of the brutal wisdom mottos. Uh, every uh, wait, hold on. If you want to be the beat the five a.m. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the one. Fortunately, we have more mottos than not. I I was I always worried that like like we have embraced the climb, but oh, the view from the top is worth every step. Ah. Hell yeah! God, really... Somebody should put these on like a shirt or something and sell them. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, sorry. I don't have my air horn, but I'll get it. I'll get it. You know, post haste. Oh, um, so, our second topic is called Jungle Feet. No, Jungle Journeys. Explore real life stories, challenges, and turning points from both the host, Ashley, and the listeners. A okay. segment to, whoops, my bad. We don't have a number to call into because. Daddy forgot to pay the phone bill. We only got nights and weekends. So, <laughs> a segment to share the wild and varied paths people have taken towards new beginnings. Uh, well, Ashley, do you would would you like to start this? Um. Honestly, uh, stories, challenges, and turn points. Hmm. Okay, stories. Oh boy, I don't even know. What happens when the host makes brand new merch? We got coffee mugs, jackets, jackets, shirts, jeans. Be my shirt just for me. Sorry. Mm. Okay. Um, a real life story, not specifically about myself, but somebody that I know. Um, 
who had said that they were going to change, they were going to do better in life. Um, she wanted to get, uh, I can't remember what it's called specifically. It's like that C surgery on your stomach um, to, it, it helps you to eat less. Um, uh, but she's, uh, I can't uh, think of the name. It's, see, are you sure it starts with the C? Uh, it might not. I, th I think that's just the shape. I don't know what it's called. Okay, okay. you keep talking and I'm going to find that because now we need to Okay. Anyway, um, but she wanted to get that surgery for herself and uh, thought that once she gets it, oh, she's going to change. She's going to do all these things differently. She's going to be a different gastric person. Bypass. Yes, gastric bypass. Um, and that did not work out for her because... The surgery does not work out for everybody. Let me just tell you that in general. Um, you have to stick to the diet and you have to eat differently instead of trying to go right back into eating like you used to or else it won't work. <laughs> There's literally no point in doing that if you're going to go right back into eating how you were before you got the surgery because you're gonna end up messing yourself up worse than you were even before. Um, you have to do the exercises, you have to eat healthier, you have to do things differently, you have to actually do the changes. Um, and she definitely had trouble doing that. It wasn't until her low point where she almost had a heart attack that she got a flash of perspective and realized that she needed to actually do something different. Um, so she started going to the gym and spending like two hours there every week, um, well, every day, not every week, I'm sorry, two hours. Um, she ended up going from, I wanna say 500 pounds to, about 200 pounds in a year's time, um, which it took her some time, definitely, because of her health issues. But she was finally able to do that and get herself down to that point. And now she's, now she's healthy living. She's doing good. She's healthy. Um, but that was a big turning point from her. Like, don't let yourself get to the point of being so unhealthy that you're in a hospital to realize you need to do something. You know, some people, it might be too late when you get to that point. Well, I would love to sum that up, but I think you pretty much said everything I would say. And if I said something, it probably wouldn't be super polite on it. But some people need a wake up call. Some people, I found oftentimes people just need to be by themselves for yeah. at least some time. Introspection is the best medicine. And if they can get away from it, they're just going to keep getting worse. Um, so, yeah, recognizing the need is the first step. But how do we then take the lead? So, segment three. 
Lion's Leap tips. You like these? You like these? They're all about lions. More practical segment offering actionable advice, tools, and techniques for those looking to embrace change and new opportunities. Alright, so tips and tricks to stay motivated. I, I don't care. There are not, don't even worry about motivation. I wouldn't even dream of it. Discipline is more important than motivation any day. So if you don't feel like it, tough. Nobody does. Do it anyways. How to set new goals and stay accountable. I, I just told y'all, write your goals down on a notebook. In, in a notebook, this is a small notebook. You know, this is... This or you is can actually, use your phone. Well, I, yeah, that's true. But writing, writing things down, I, I feel is better. It's, I'm just saying for people who like that. I, I like writing things down myself as well. But... They can have podcasts if they can't write. Okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying writing them. I have I have one, two, three, four notebooks at my desk. That's the important one, by the way. This this one is a regular paper. Uh, the other one is like you can erase it and write on it again. You can drop it in the water and wash it, and it's fine. There's a oh, wait, five? Cody's, so. Cody's uh, trick also um, with the whole calendar thing, like putting in what you need to do every day or what you want to get done every oh, day yeah. for a specific time slot in your time, calendar time on your walking. phone. That, that yeah. wasn't even me. That's... Uh, I have my whole, uh, everything, my entire life is in my calendar. Uh, my, one of my jokes is that I, I don't make any of the important decisions. My calendar does it for me. I listen to the calendar. That's one of the keys to success. Um, so books, books that have helped me. Books I'm reading right now. Uh, $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi, uh, the gym guy, shockingly enough. Uh, it was good in the car book. earlier. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, also, podcast. The podcast is free. Uh, I bought the book because I wanted the book as well. Um, 